0: PK from almost inevitable design and this is the 2.4 million dollar podcast where we talk about web design web development and wordpress just a heads up i might be using a bit of profanity at times which is why i checked on the explicit tag so uh, don't play this in front of your kids all right so um episode 006 everything you love now this is not an r title it's not like... Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's an R&B song out there that's called Everything You Love. I don't know. I haven't done a check on iTunes. But I do know that this is a Chimera song. And it is a very, 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 very heavy, heavy, heavy metal song. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can come check out the post on, on almostinevitable.com. Go to podcast and you can check out the song or you can just YouTube Chimera. Uh, it's spelled C H I M A I R A, and it's off of their self-titled album Chimera. So um, that 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 band is just insanely heavy. they all their songs are just crazy. Anyways, um, pretty good, pretty fun. Yeah. So anyways, uh, why is it called Everything You Love? Well, this episode I am going to talk about what to look for when hiring and partnering. So basically, four parts in this, uh, as an em- employer, hire, hiring employees, and as a developer, partnering with a designer, and as a designer, partnering with a developer, and lastly, sort of like a, conc- not exactly a conclusion, but just some extra notes on things that should matter or should not matter uh, on both sides or either side, okay? Now, let's start with the first one, hiring someone and I, I there's a story that I want to share uh, it's about what my mom used to tell me when I was growing up not well. I, I would I don't want to say growing up but you know it's, its its when I was a lot younger than I am now so uh, back when I was like young and stupid and dating and all that uh, I my mom used to tell me that I should later uh, when I when I marry I should marry someone when, you know a little little rule of thumb that she used to enjoy telling me is like I should check out the mother of the potential mother-in-law's cooking. And if she cooks well for me, from for my taste, then, you know, the daughter will in the end somehow later on potentially be cooking about at the same level as a mom. The reason is because that's how you grew up. That is the standard you've been used to, right? Now this applies. This goes both ways. Seriously, like my mom, if she had cooked me shitty food, and I'd be used to shitty food, then if I meet someone who also cooks shitty food, then we'd be a match made in heaven. <laughs> my mom cooks great food, so I think, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. But everybody, everybody thinks their mom cooks good food. Uh, so, anyways, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here trying to defend my mom's food. But anyways, a lot of people think that about their mom's food because that's what they grew up with right so if later if they meet someone whether it's a woman meeting a man or man meeting a woman or whatever it is uh, the other person's parents what they did will influence the kids like the way that they grew up like food well in this case it's about food and I'm not talking well I could talk but I want, I'm not going to be talking about uh, all the other uh, stuff but just about food If Depending on what the mom or the dad cooked for the kid, that is the food that's that the kid is going to be used to, and that is the food that the person is going to either like, want, or be ending, or, or end up cooking, right? So, why is this important, and why, why is this important? It's, it's, it's important because when you're hiring someone, think about this, that person that you're hiring, a lot of times, unless it's someone with experience, a lot of times, um, like one or two, one one or two years, a couple months experience, like at like 18, 19, it's hard to, it's hard to actually know uh, the skill level. Like, of course, you know, you might be really cool, like the best, coolest coder from starting when you were 12 and you can just code rings around, uh, like, you know, but, but like, I don't know who, uh, Scott Forrester or, you know, like whatever it is. Um, it's hard to know a lot of time a lot of times generally when you're hiring someone new you don't know uh, there's you don't know how good they actually are or how good they actually will become because um, later on when they're working at with you or uh, as as an employee then you know their skill level is gonna go up you know cuz it's it's finally professional Miller time right so Miller time <laughs> anyway so that's gonna that's gonna happen, right? So I think it's um What one, one thing that my boss does when he's hiring like we call them junior burgers, but um <laughs> That's really cute. Isn't it junior burger? Uh, so what one thing that our my boss does and I and I really agree with that is he actually goes through some logos and Some stuff like designs layouts and all that stuff and he just ta- sits and talks with the with a new kid Who's who wants to work, or you know, like an intern or or uh, someone that we want to hire as um, a junior designer or whatever it is. You know, he just to just to get a feel of what that if that person has potential or not. Uh, my boss goes through designs or actually has the person come up, or put together good designs that they think are are, are good. Like that makes. Put together some good designs now the reason why he thinks that's important and the the reason why this this episode is called everything you love is because it's the same thing as what my mom said about um, my mother-in-law's cooking oh by the way my mother-in-law does cook very well which is why my wife cooks very well so there there you go yeah all right so so it's it's because you know like there's a certain skill level that you might not be able to express everything that you think looks good, but if at least we know what that person thinks looks good or wants to do ultimately, then we know that this person is on the right track, which is why that's really important. And and uh, I think that's I think that's very important because uh, you know like people people get better. People are gonna get better, but they got to get better in the right way. You know so yeah and of course like I said uh, everybody has different tastes and I'm not saying that this is the best way to find the best designer or developer or whatever but it is a good way to see if that person has similar tastes to uh, or similar eye for design that you would want from uh, someone that you're you know hiring or giving work to okay so that's something to consider it's, it's a it's a really It's a very small thing that it's a very small, I don't know, exercise to go through with with a new person. But it actually, I think, it really does uh, affect. You know, it really can show a lot about that person and actually show the potential that that person has. So it's a good idea. That's why um this uh, this episode is called "Everything You Love," which is not an R and B title. I I I don't know. Someone's gonna someone's gonna look through iTunes and then just link. Uh, everything you love R&B ballad, song, power ballad or whatever and you know and then you gotta play Chimera, it's just totally different alright, so next let's go on to uh, what is it oh, a developer looking for a designer oh, by the way, episode 6, you know what, I was planning on changing out the songs, intro songs every time, every 5 Episodes because I get bored of the same song, but I'll, I'll see how that goes. I don't know I don't even have a theme song, so it doesn't really matter uh, So anyways, let's, let's just go on. Sorry Okay, if you're a developer looking for a designer There are a lot of things that you can look for and things that you can ask from the designer and as and, and Yeah, so here are some things that you can think about How the designer makes the sitemaps is very important because so the, basically the, the main the main the, the main thing that you need to think about when talking to a designer, a web designer, or a designer who is making the web proof for you, the main thing that you need think about is uh, whether this person understands how the website is ultimately going to be like, all right? And not just come up with, Beautiful layouts, all right? We'll talk about beautiful layouts in a minute, but right now, the most important thing that you need to think about is whether this person understands uh, how websites are going to function, look, and feel like, okay? It's not about whether they know code or not. You can't, do like, if you're a developer, you don't have to go talking to the designer and be like, hey, you know what, I use React, you know, and, and, and this is my, uh, this is my Git, and, you know, just fuck off. Don't, you know, they don't need to care about that. You don't need to talk cool words HTML5 CSS 3 you don't need to say that shit to impress a designer okay <laughs> they're gonna, they they're gonna work with you if you uh, share payment or if you pay them they work with you and that's it you don't need to be condescending you don't need to um, try to come up with acronyms or words and just try to you know they, they don't care it doesn't matter All right. so the important but the important thing is like I said uh, how if they make a site map and how do they? How is the site map right now? A lot of things, especially if you're working with WordPress, because this this podcast is also about WordPress. Uh, think something that you need to think about when you're working with WordPress is that um, uh, what is it? WordPress pages. WordPress has basically has uh, pages, archives, and posts. Technically speaking, po- pages are same thing as posts. Just not able to be categorized but uh... they they have different names so we'll just call them separately okay so pages archives archives are where um there's an automatically generated from the loop uh... automatically generated page with all the all the entries of a certain post uh... being thrown up on the screen that's an archive and then a single post would be a post right So that is actually very important when talking about sitemaps because if you have a e-commerce website a shop a shop page would be an archive or it could be a page that has an archive module in it there's a lot of things that you need to think about and the, de- and the designer might not always understand that sometime well yeah sometimes so as a developer you need to either explain it really nicely don't be fucking condescending just explain it nicely or if that person seems way too off and does not want to understand anything and just says things like, oh, I just make things look pretty. I don't care about all that mumbo jumbo. Then you can just tell them to fuck off because they're, they're not putting in the effort to actually do a good job because designers need to think about how that design is applied. If they're being an artist, they can fuck off, right? Anyways, so the way that they approach sitemaps is very important i think another thing is uh which app they use now it's not about we're not being going to be like uh snobby about which apps are good or bad i'm just saying an app that at least does the basics and an app that you can use all right that's very important as a developer okay so for example if the designer gives you like uh a fucking jpeg image and that's it one jpeg image for uh, a layout and then they're like can you make this there you go and you, what the fuck right like the thing the you, you need the assets all right and depending on the app the way that the assets are delivered can be vastly different all right uh adobe has a lot of libraries uh creative cloud libraries uh, you can also uh, package InDesign files into a folder, and everything is inside that folder, which is what I really like. Um, you can also use XD, which has which throws everything in the file itself. Uh, you can also use like uh, Affinity Publisher, which also has everything in the file, and then you can uh, take whatever embedded document and then just export it through uh, Affinity Photos or Affinity Designer, uh, stuff like that. So. Though the, the or if you use Sketch, I, I don't. I haven't used Sketch that much, so I don't know how it goes. I'm not. Yeah, I I, I ended up with um, Affinity Designer. Sorry, Affinity Publisher. But anyways, so it, depending on which app you're using, sometimes it could be really really hard to work with that design. All right. Um, here's an example. This and this is all. This is all. This is a true story. I had a. Fucking, you knew this word was coming out, right? I had a f- fucking in-house designer for a company send me a proof, right? They 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 were like, oh, we'll make you the proof and all that, and I said, okay, that's cool, I can work with that, I can do that. And what they did was this this fucking person actually made the proof with PowerPoint. I just pause for dramatic effect with PowerPoint, a fucking website proof, design proof, static proof with PowerPoint. Now, granted, PowerPoint allows uh, uh, buttons <laughs> where you can click to pages, <laughs> so they—I guess—they thought that was a good idea. So they put colors in there, they put screenshot images in there, and all that kind of stupid shit, right? And it was impossible to copy-paste things, it was, yeah, it was just a piece of shit. So that is also very important because depending on which app you're using and depending on how the assets are put together, uh, if it's a bad designer, they might even put in screenshots of other websites and then that is like the visual representation of what they think it should be. And they're like, make this part look like that website. And they just put a screenshot in there. And then sometimes, the, I've, I've had people screenshot their own text, the, the text on their own website, and just put that in there. Like, what? You want me to, you know, type that shit? Or copy? at least you, the least you can do is copy-paste from your own fucking website, you know? So, like, people fucking give me screenshots, like, what the hell? Anyways, um, so that's really important. The way that they deliver the assets, that's not only important in the level of competence the designer has, <laughs> and the level of professionalism, and also, importantly, most importantly, the 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 level that the designer actually, uh, well, I guess professionalism makes sense. Like, if, if proper professionals know how to make properly packaged uh, deliverables, and Bad designers have no idea how that works because they've never been on, e- on on either side, so it's just a fucking mess. So that's one very important thing for looking for a designer, and as a, if you're a designer, that's what you should be delivering. Uh, another thing is how much they understand the web. Now, if if you've seen some like okay, for if you're a developer requesting, if you if someone if you want to partner with someone during the initial uh, conversation. Um, request ask for a design proof that you that they've done before right if you look at that file you can tell a lot if you look inside the actual raw file you can learn a lot about how this person uh, organizes things and organizes assets puts things together and also like even screen size like if the designer starts with a screen size in the proof that starts that has 1920 pixels across yeah that, might, that makes sense. Not bad. Uh, because that is uh, the regular full HD screen. Uh, you don't have to go 4K. Nobody does that in, in, in web, right? So 1920 across is fine. Uh, 1600 is not bad. Uh, some people do 1440, which I think is fine. But if this designer is like sending you a design proof that's like 1024 pixels across, you're like, what the fuck? That, that was... 15 inch, 14 inch monitors from like 20 years ago. Like, what the fuck does what That's 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 an iPad screen? You start with an iPad, no, right? So, yeah, some people and that I've, that really does happen. So, some people really don't understand how actual computers are, and you know they they're just oblivious. They just they're just you know expressing their art and it just comes out as shit a lot of times. So as a developer, if you work with a designer who has no idea what they're doing, then it will become very very hard, all right? Also, if you give them critique on some things that seem really hard, like if you look through web's uh, if you look through people's portfolios like on Dribbble or Behance, sometimes you see really awesome layouts, but it doesn't make sense, all right? And they even they even put together a, a a mobile layout and you're like oh look at this this becomes this mobile layout no it doesn't it it's really impractical to do that so fucking stop that shit or either work with someone who knows what they're doing and will tell you that that's not good or or just actually go fucking work in a professional environment because that shit's not gonna fly there's a lot of really 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 um Impractical layouts not that it's impossible. I'm saying it's impractical, and it's not very smart It's just an artistic expression. It's not actually good design. All right, so Sometimes you get stuff like that and then now the now another thing is if you If you're respectful and if you give them some constructive criticism or an alternative to some bad uh, impractical design choices and if they get all precious about that and they're like, oh, but I want it that way. Or if you show them what you've been doing and then they're like, they're like, oh, you got to do this. And then they open the proof and then they just put it side by side and stuff like that. It's hard to work with people like that. So um, as a developer, those are things that you should think about when looking for a designer. And now chapter three, that was me drinking a, a sip of water. Chapter three if you're a designer and you're looking for a developer oh so a lot of people um, I've actually had this requested when I was talking about this new episode about what to look for when hiring someone said um, a friend asked well a friend mentioned that her friend uh, was talking about something like this asking for advice and um, the friend thought that this might be a good thing to cover which is what I'm doing right now so if you're a designer and you're lo- looking for a developer and this is what I've been, when I, when I needed a developer to develop my design because I didn't have the time or whatever. This is, these are things that I think about when I hire a developer to make my designs into a website. I don't do that much but because I, I, I want to do it myself. But, <laughs> but anyways, if you're looking for a developer, these are things that you should think about. First of all, software of choice. What kind of web software they are using. If they if they say oh I use WordPress, I use Drupal, I use Joomla, that's fine. Or if they say like oh I use a custom PHP like Laravel or you know those kind of things, that's fine. If they say I custom code everything from bottom up, oh that might take quite a bit of time. Do you do it in HTML or do you do it in PHP or do you do it in mostly in JS or what's going on? Right. So uh, they they do have their software of choice something that they're comfortable with. Now, those things that I said all can make custom designs a reality. They are good at making, they are it is possible to use those those software and make a custom design. WordPress, whatever WordPress theme you're using is not that important. If a, if a, if the developer is worth their salt, they, they will be able to make WordPress look a certain way, okay? Or if they're worth their salt, like I said, Drupal, they can make it look a certain way. It's all PHP, JavaScript, and CSS, and HTML anyways, okay? But, but, if you're like talking to a developer and they're like, oh, I make custom websites and, and I do it in Squarespace, fuck off. Fuck the fuck off, fuck off. What the fuck is Squarespace? What? You don't, you don't, you can't, if you're a designer and you give someone a design proof, a custom design proof that you made and ask them to make it in Squarespace, it will be impossible. So if they say, oh, I use Squarespace, it's all the same. No, it's not. Fuck off. No. Wix, even worse. You know what? With Wix, you have only one breakpoint. Did you know that? They have only one breakpoint. Mobile. That's it. They don't even have, like, tablet or laptop or desktop or... You know, they don't even have that. It's just MOBILE and the rest. It's just so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, I've I've seen crazy people scream like, Oh, Wix has code! Like, who gives a shit? Everything has code. It's made with code. You know, like... And even if you can't add custom code to a Wix page, one fucking breakpoint. Get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. Fuck off. All right. Also, also, Squarespace, Wix, and Duda Webflow. All that shit. They they offer. Well, you're locked into their hosting, which is also a problem. So, no, no. Fuck off. All right. So Wix, Duda, Duda. What the fuck is Duda? You know, like or Webflow. That that kind of shit. If they're if they're like, oh yeah, you know, if you're on YouTube, yeah, if you're on YouTube, uh, if you're watching YouTube stuff, you know, like, oh this 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 episode is sponsored by Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com/slash whatever my YouTube channel is, and you get ten percent off. Yeah, well, that's I don't know how Squarespace is making money, but probably uh, making money from the Wix crowd who has a better uh, eye for design because <laughs> Squarespace generally looks a little better than than Wix shit anyways that's not important but if they say if the developer now this is a very very um, serious air quote if the air quote developer uh, claims to make websites with Squarespace Wix and stuff uh, you're, you're not gonna wanna work with them alright next uh, I've when I when I've had people like not only offer their services or when I've when I've tried to hire people uh, I asked one thing that I asked was can you show me a proof that you've received in the past and can you show me the web domain that you made from it Uh, I've sort of been I've I've seen people try to fool me a few times by sending me a fucking screenshot and then the domain that's not what I mean So (laughs) what the fuck of course it's gonna look the same you know like the reason why I'm saying the reason why I want to see how they do this is because I want to see what kind of design I that they have a developer also needs to understand design you can't just unless they're going to be because you know like in this day and age things have to be responsive and you can't have pixel perfect websites that it doesn't make sense anymore because Website sizes, websites change, like it, it, it should go from like huge screens all the way down to mobile phones. And uh, the, the context of the content that the website is providing should be consistent. Wow, that's a, that's a really hard sentence to say. I'll say that again because it's important. The context of the content should be consistent. Oh, that's so cool. I'm gonna use that somewhere. <laughs> that's my sentence, All right. So anyways, the context of the content should be consistent. Uh, it's you know, so depends on how much the designer or the developer understands about the design. You know? So if you're if you're a designer worth your salt, then there's a certain reason that things that you things that you design look that way. And it's important that the developer understands that. It's very important. And it took me a while to understand uh, that in the beginning when I started getting proofs and working with other other designers, um, but I learned a lot from that. And if you want to work with the developer, that person should at least be on the same page as you, the designer. Okay, so um, checking between uh, the proof and the result is important. If they try to send you a stupid fucking screenshot, then that's not it. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, it should be like a, you know, like a, a proof that has like a raw file that you can go in and you can open and has all the layers and everything in it, okay? So something like that. Just check and see how it goes, all right? That's, that's one very important thing, I think. Another thing is pretty similar, but it, it's it's about responsiveness. It, once you get the website, see how it goes and then think in your mind, ah oh, it should be like this is responsiveness and then check if it works like that. A lot of times now it, it would be great if it were a designer, the designer who worked with that developer before previously um, overseeing everything, it should be like that. so that's good and if it does look like that, then that's great. Uh, sometimes it doesn't, and a lot of times people don't care that much, and if people don't care that much about responsiveness, then it's not a good idea to work with that person. They keep saying, everybody keeps saying that they their websites are responsive, but not many people's websites really are, and if they, they keep saying, like, oh, my, web, my what I do, I always consider responsiveness when I make websites, yeah, I don't think so, it's, it takes a lot of time so check it all right check it and another thing that you could also ask I guess question wise is ask what they contributed you know like how did so you got the design proof what did you how did you analyze this what did you contribute to this and how why did you make it this way all right and a lot of times developers just I've, I've seen some people uh, just not care they're like oh this guy's gonna be a hassle to work with and they don't care well that's great I I weeded you out very easily by asking you a few questions about what you did you know or it could be that they don't they don't actually know they might outsource it themselves again and they don't even know what's going on so that can happen also so yeah uh, think about those things when you h- look for a developer um you know what if you want to hire me as a developer and you're the designer I will actually <laughs> I will actually be asking for the same things that I just talked about as a developer looking for a designer, you know, so yeah Anyways, um Now we're on to the fourth chapter of this very very long section uh, And that is how the things that I think should matter on both sides and things that I think should not matter as much Right. so I think things that should matter on both sides is Attitudes during the whole process now what I mean by that is, when you start a project, it's all lovey-dovey. The client is really cool. Like everybody's really happy. Let's just do this. Let's go. You know, like this is gonna be awesome and all that kind of stuff. And then once you get like feedback and you get the brief, well, brief, and then you get the feedback, and then they're they're like they look at the proof and they want to change things. And then you know, if you go into that phase, you can hear a lot of people really complain. You know, and you can see the level of complaining that they do, and sometimes it's just a little too much. Like some people, like they they just complain all fucking day, you know. Because I've seen, I've felt some designers are just way too precious with their shit, you know, and they're like, you know, every everything has a meaning and there, there there's meaning to everything I, there I I there's there's a reason for everything and they don't and the client doesn't understand that And yeah fair enough but it's it's a, it's a job it's a client it's sometimes you know clients don't know everything but they do they do ask for things and it's either you find a good compromise or you just do it you know um, but if you're inexperienced amateur or an artist this might bug you and sometimes, and even if, and if you don't grow out of that phase, if you don't mature out of that phase, you're going to live your life being a, a, a complaining, bitching, fucking fuckhead asshole, um, calling all clients assholes and then when you're the one who's the asshole and, you know, and if you see people like that, you don't want to work with people <laughs> like that, you know, and it takes a while to get to know them enough to see if they s- complain about everything, you know. Another thing, punctuality. If, if someone is supposed to provide a... Wow, my chair should be oiled. Or WD-40 or, or something. Uh, anyways, if the person that you work with is bad with deadlines, oh, that's going to be so bad. So bad. I was late for a deadline once, and oh, that person was such an asshole. I didn't have anything to say about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like I have a meeting with the client right now and you didn't do it. What am I going to do? Like, oh, I have nothing to say. I'm so sorry. You know? Um yeah, I didn't I didn't work with him after that, but yeah. It, I I did do you know, I did have my faults, but that guy was even when I did deliver properly on time for other things, when, uh, when I did, later, um, for things that I did do properly, he was such a fucking condescending, dickhead, asshole, motherfucker. I just never wanted to work with him again, which is fine. It's fine. I never got to see him again. never got to talk to him again. His website is still a piece of shit, so he can fuck off. Anyways, punctuality is important. It's very important. Uh, here's another thing that's important, and I put in three Cs. Uh, communication, compromise, and clarity. Woohoo! Three C's. Uh, what that is is if you can communicate well, whatever method you use, whether it's face to face, whether it is FaceTime or Skypes or Google Meetups or Meetup Hangout Hangouts Google Hangouts. You can tell I don't use Hangout that much. <laughs> uh, Google Hangout or. Even emails with screenshots or YouTube videos or loom, you know, there's a lot of things that you can use to talk or communicate. And it's really important that you communicate well. And if there are things that might make the process simpler, then you should be open to some compromise. Uh, also, be very clear and very clear in what you are saying. It's the the thing that I had the most trouble with in responding to a request is they they ask me like because it's ah uh, I fucking hate this. They ask things like, "Is it possible to?" Like m- most of the questions that they ask, yeah, it's fucking possible. It will take me too much time, which you're not going to be paying for. But it is possible, you know. So, I, so I, that's what I tell them, and they say, "Can you do it?" Like, well, it's going to take quite a bit of time. Are you willing to pay for it? No, but can I do? It? Well, then, no, I can't. So, it's it's a dilemma that I've had to fight with a lot, and I just don't like saying I cannot do it. I it's like I won't do it. Is uh, yeah. So that that's. So being clear about that, I think, it's helped me by saying, uh, this is possible if I do something like this, uh, but it will take a bit of time because of how complex the the request is, you know? So it takes a bit of time to, I don't know. Uh, Next is, of course, mutual respect, gotta respect each other, right? Respect each other, be nice, otherwise you're not gonna work with that person again, so, Don't be like, you know, throwing middle fingers at each other's faces all the time. (laughs) All right. lastly, the last thing that I wanted to mention was things that should not matter as much. Now, this can be a little, this can be a little tricky. Uh, Oh, yeah, by the way, I heard someone mention that I, there's a bit of an echo in my recording. Uh, I do this, I record in my home office. And the walls are just walls, and I'm sitting in front of my computer looking at my notes on the screen. Uh, if I'm, if I think if I if my head is a little tilted down and looking at the stuff in front of me, then the sound is dispersed a little better and doesn't echo as much. If I sit back and if I look up at the ceiling, then the sound gets echoed off the ceiling or the walls, uh, and then you, you hear an echo. So I'm going to try to not do that, all right? Yeah. Although you know, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be getting uh, like soundproof booths or or you know egg cartons nailed to the wall or blue tech to the you can't I don't think you can blue tech egg cartons to the wall can you <laughs> you know that kind of stuff so I don't want to I don't want to do that I think when when I was in a band in college we actually did that to a wall it was pretty good but it's not like that wall is gonna stop the sound of our drummer, you know, so having that just you don't it's just that you don't hear the echo, it doesn't stop, it doesn't it's not soundproofing, it's like de-echoing, you know. Anyways. Last thing that I think shouldn't matter. This is very important, and the reason why I I, I it took so long for me to get into it is because it's so important. Ready? Drum roll, price. Alright, price, price shouldn't matter. Why not? Because now this is this is a very weird dilemma with this because if you think you have a certain price that you should You know get a, a certain rate that you should be getting Good on you for thinking that that rate is good I don't know if it's high or not, but whatever rate it is. That's what you think it is That's what you believe yourself to be at which is fine but is that a fair rate is the important thing so now that uh, I did cover a little bit of that uh, in the past in, 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 I think, episode four, but there that, that topic can be talked about more in the future. But regardless of that, let's say you're both professionals who have worked out the proper rates that, you know, from a marketing, or not marketing, what is it, um, economic perspective or whatever it is, you know, right? So let's say that the prices are fair-ish. Uh, if someone if whoever you're working with the other person is trying to go for the cheapest bidder or is trying to cut down your prices especially with saying shit like oh I'll get you a bunch of clients often can you cut down the price on this fuck off right now alright the discounts should be coming from me not you you shouldn't be asking for the discounts if we work together well long enough then yeah I will be happy to lower my prices just so we can get a certain job for example you know but don't be like you know I'm gonna get you a lot of no you're not fuck off unless you do that I'm not gonna change that alright I'm not gonna change my rates just because you said that all right now if you're the person who is doing that fuck you you know if you're telling people um I'm going to give you so much, so much business that, you know, you will be so busy. So you should drop your prices from whatever to whatever. Like, no, fuck you. Right. Do it first and then you can talk. All right. So that kind of shit talking I've seen a lot. But whatever, whatever the case, however they approach it or however you approach it, um, if, if price is the biggest problem between the two of you partnering, then you two were, are not working at the same uh, price price range. So that's not going to work. It's not going to work. So if you are okay, then it does, it shouldn't matter. Don't go looking for someone at the similar skill level who is cheaper. Right? If you thought this person does good work, and if you're happy to work with this person, that's the price that you're you are going to include in your quote that the client is going to pay for. All right? don't be like oh I really like this guy's work but he's too expensive so I can't work maybe I I can find someone to, who can do this job for cheap and then show him this guy's work and then ask him to do this no what kind of fucking shit is that so no like uh, all right so yeah I think I don't think price should be the should be important if you want to work if because finding a good business partner, is very important, and if you're going to be talking about pricing, uh, I mean, you should talk about it in the beginning, but if you don't like the price that the other person uh, is asking for, then it's not a good match, all right? Just because you want a certain le- skill level for cheap doesn't mean you should be getting it, all right? The client might be paying it if they're okay with paying whatever uh, uh, rates for a certain level of proficiency, but you know, it's not, it's not your place to do that. And you know, it doesn't, that's not how it works. All right. So 40 minutes, 40 fucking minutes. You know, this is the second time I recorded this and it actually got longer. And I think I took out a lot of stuff. (laughs) Oh man. I try not to get the podcast, try not to get an episode over 55 minutes, but this is going to be pushing it alright let's get into the news alright so back to the news we all use wordpress well if you don't then I use wordpress right and if you've known anything about wordpress and what's going on I'm sure you've seen that uh, 20 2018 is it 2018 2017 2017 I think it was the one with the succulent with a full-screen image you know the cactus type thing which is a stock photo it's the I, th- I think it's the world's most famous stock photo in the world of WordPress um, so 2020 is coming out soon 2020 is coming out soon that is really awesome um, and I there's a preview of the the layouts and the design the preview it is it has been posted on wordpress.org by Anders Noren. Anders Noren is this Swedish developer uh, who I who I think is one of my not I think who is one of my favorite web developers or designers he does, I think he does both really well uh, and uh, he's the one who posted this and he I guess he's working on it and it's coming out 2020 is coming out with WordPress 3.5.3 3 and it will come out in uh, um, uh, soon soon Oh, November 12th yeah it's coming out November 12th now a few things I can notice from this it, it it's it has a better grid type layout than um, 2019 2019 was a little bit more um uh, had a wider uh, header and I don't know I don't know what All I can remember is a dark blue image Anyways, so it has it has some it has a nice grid going on for it And the typography is something that is really important in this new 2020 theme It's because it is not only the first theme first default theme that comes with a variable font It comes with, I think, a variable font. I think, well, that's the same thing. So there's a typeface called Inter, and it's a variable font, which means it contains all the weights and styles in just two files, right? Not like, you know, there's one font file for uh, weight 300, and there's another font file for weight 600, and then 900. That will be three font files, and then you have italics, which is... Uh, another set of that so that would be six font files you don't do that this um, variable font is actually putting everything in one font file and the calculations happen inside like SVGs or whatever so that's why 2020 is pretty uh, interesting they do have a layout that I really like that I've done on my some of the web websites that I've worked on so I'm gonna make a tutorial on that so soon it, I don't know I, I'm actually using the time to make that tutorial to record this again. So, yeah. All right. Next, let's go to large logos. Now, the web. Uh, this is a website called I'mJustCreative.com. I'mJustCreative.com. It's a cool name, I guess. Famous brand logos, much much bigger by Andrew Wendling. Now, I really thought this was very interesting because it's exactly what it says it does. They take a logo and they just um, cut out a little piece of that logo and blow it up really large so you can see either the colors uh, well both the colors and some of the curves and some of the shapes that go inside the logo and you're supposed to guess what logo it is and it's supposed to show you like how logos are recognizable. Uh, some of these, I won't go through the names of the lo- uh, brands because that will be spoiling if you check out the link yourself, you know. but. Some of them are just, you know, low effort, I think. It could have been, easy. It could have been done a little better because there's like a dead giveaway parts. Some, some of them are blown up really cleverly, which I think is really cool. And so it's worth looking into. It's really nice. And one of the logos here is one of my favorites. So I'm sure you can guess what it is if you check out the logos. Oh, two of my favorites. No, one of my favorites. Two of my favorites, yeah. All right, I'm sure you can tell what what they are. Um, And let's go to resources. All right, this resource is actually two of them doing the same thing and I actually have a article on from fastcompany.com about each of them. So one is generated photo gener, generated dot photos, and the other one is thispersondoesnotexist.com. Sounds really cool, doesn't it? Generated photos and thispersondoesnotexist.com both have a bunch of fake people's faces, and it is just not only uncanny it is insane what they can do now they can actually take a computer A computer can actually take a bunch of people's photos and then just mix match them change them around and make a fake person it is so weird sometimes and this person does not exist actually generates it on the spot and you can see a person come into view sometimes they're weird like this person right now has lipstick on, looks, the the eyes and the face sort of look feminine, but the whole face, the rest of the face just has a beard. <laughs> so I don't, this person, I don't know, not many people would actually look like that. But if I refresh, uh, I do sometimes get really, really, like, so confusingly good stock random person. Like, this person on my screen right now just looks like a real person. Like, I wouldn't be surprised... I wouldn't even look twice if that person just walked by me when I'm on the street. You know, um, it's really good, and it's just it's just crazy weird. Now, if you you can use why how do I how, why do we use these? Why are these not not only are these images uh, just a very nice exercise in computer technology, but you could use these as stock photos, like you know, or making fake profiles. You should you shouldn't do that. That's unethical, but. You know, uh, if you, don't have, you know, if you don't have the person's uh, photo <laughs> for a testimonial, you can use this. And then they're like, oh, I know this person. No, you don't. Yeah. But there's enough people in the world that you, it might actually be very similar to a certain person, you know. Uh, and the other one, generated.photos, is actually 100,000 photos, 100,000 faces generated by AI free to download. And it is pretty awesome. Faces are really good and they actually have a Google Drive linked to the website where you can just go and just sift through a bunch of fake people. They look really real and I, like I said, you wouldn't be able to tell them, you know, if somebody told you that this was a fake person, you wouldn't believe them. If somebody told you that this was a real person, you would believe them. If somebody looked like this walked by you, you would just not care because they look real, you know? So yeah, this is pretty cool. So check them out. It's actually it's really cool. And um, another resource that I have for you is a bunch of layouts. Fifteen unique website layouts. (laughs) It is. uh, It's from Webflow.com. Now Webflow um, actually surprisingly has really good blog posts about web design. Sadly, their um, service is not. On par with, I think, um, dedicated web development software, but it's it's not it it's one it's at least a little better than the other pieces of shit like Wix, you know. So, anyways, it doesn't matter. Their blogs are their blog posts are pretty good, and there's a bunch of really nice layouts that you can look into. Um, some of them are very unique. Some of them are doable, I think, and some of them are just you know from left field so it's it's pretty cool so just have a look it, it might be in- inspirational you might get a few ideas that you like you know and some ideas are just some look really stupid but still you know you might get a few ideas that you might like alright so have a look through that um, last is about CTA buttons CTA's are call to action buttons it's how you make uh, it's it, it concerns like the buttons that you put in the hero section for example you know and it has seven really important tips about that and I think this was really really important and on point so I'm just going to go through them uh, real quick before we finish up. So first one is of course be concise, don't use useless words like create an account now. You don't need to say that you can just say create account you know. Some people like like using all those words being too verbose, but I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, you could be doing the same thing with uh, less words. And uh, also, another thing is, when you're developing that button, it's a lot easier if the, there are less words. You can do whatever you want with widths and spacing and all that. Okay, so yeah. All right, so um, that and also be clear. Sometimes the, the words you choose it could be clearer, you know, like um, the example here is Airbnb's listing page. There's a reserve button which is very clear what that button does, you know, so that's good. Instead of saying book, you know, like, you know. Uh, Let's see, be focused. Focused is also important, I guess, you know, of course, because uh, if you have too many choices then it's Like a lot of times people, if they're very invested in a certain product, they want to offer a lot of different choices and they're like, oh, this is so custom, you can do whatever you want. But, you know, some people like that and it's okay to leave an option for that, but you don't have to because it confuses a lot of people. So um, being a little bit focused is good and it helps funnel the users down to a certain product. or or option, you know, so that, that helps Uh, also, oh, that's, you know, that's another reason why um, we have like pricing tables and one is always highlighted. That also helps people with, you know, better options and trying to funnel them into a certain product. Um, Another thing in this CTA adventure is use contrasting colors. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't want to use like a very subtle gray on a white background that you can't tell, you know, cool. Utilize smart placements. Now, I think this title could be a little bit more um, intuitive if you had said, <laughs> it, it. it would be more intuitive if, you had, if this person had said, um, use intuitive placements. Ooh, yeah, it would have been intuitive if you had said intuitive. So what I mean by that is if you go to a website, just picture a website in your head and if that website had a login button somewhere, where would that be? 9 out of 10, it would be in your upper right corner. Why? Not besides the, the 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 stats that came with putting it up on that side. Because it's been up there for so many websites, that is a good place to look for when you're looking for the login button, you know, or or the sign up button, you know, trial button. Those things should go up there, you know. So that is one really. In, just just try not to go and try not to be counterintuitive is the point, I think. Another thing is implement visual hierarchy. Primary buttons mostly would benefit from being filled. Secondary buttons would be better if they were just outlined, for example. So those things are, you know, uh, better if... Because people understand what is more important and what is not from just that, from the visuals. You know, so that's also important. Uh, another last here, it says test, test, test. Yeah, test it. A and B tests that helps. Um, if you have the time and if you have the, the the traffic for it, that helps. Otherwise, at least to show someone who who understands nothing about what you're doing, and then just have them look around on their website that you made, and maybe you know see what they do. It's very, it's it's very eye opening to see someone who has no idea what you do about your web, what you did with your website, and have them give them a task to do. Give tell them to do this then see what they do with it, you know? All right, so I think that's um, that's about enough. Uh, I am now coming up to an hour, so I'm just gonna sign off. So thanks for joining in. Uh, hope if you've listened, hope you listened all the way to the end, and next episode, we're gonna ha- talk about time management, and I'll see you there, okay? So come to the website, check out my tutorials, and uh, have a good time until next week, I guess. All right, see you then, bye-bye.